This is Jay Hyde, and you're listening to Yellowhammer and Sickle. This is the ML Report with uh, Chris. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be getting into uh, some international we, we, things um, today. We really need to have, like, a Sam Cedar, like, where they have their written thing, where they yeah, begin. And that and music, possibly, in the future. Yeah, I would, I would love I would love that because we could say something because Alabama is a reactionary shithole. I would like to um, have a good trap beat to start off our podcast. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely work on that. Um, but, um, but I have some people that I, said they I would also, make me one. I want to also start our first um, Zoom, our first uh, Zoom with saying that um, the reason why we are here is because of Michael. Um, his death spurred me on to join Jay um, and do this. And I just want Michael's family, um, Sam, Matt, and Jamie to know that um, he, um, he led us to do this and he's inspired so many people. And he's inspired people from the South to hopefully do something like he did and Sam did. And hopefully we can have um, a Southern Marxist voice. <laughs> it's greatly needed, I think. Um, but yeah, Michael Brooks, uh, you know, I mean, Bernie. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I know. I'm sorry for speaking over it. It's just, um, You're good. I had to bring my, I had to bring up Michael because, um, He's the reason I'm here doing this. He's the one who um, I had envy for when I saw him doing all of his work. Um, I, I don't think envy is the right word. I think um, jealousy, and that jealousy spurred me to do this. Um, and then I realized how much he um, touched me as a communist, how much he um, meant to me. And I feel like, um, just like I do stuff to uh, to memorialize my grandmother who passed in March, like March of 2017, I felt like this was a good way to um, honor Michael and um, carry on his work. Yeah, uh, Michael, he definitely inspired me and the back and forth between he and Sam and even Jamie, you know, uh, whenever they would have their little uh back and forth was great too um i mean i've been inspired by michael sam jamie uh the chapo boys and amber you know from chapo uh jamie's podcast antifada um you know true and on with brace belden uh, there's a lot of podcasts that just kind of got me into the world of political podcasting when we're, um, when we're doing this i just can't help but saying this um i have my anti anti flag literally um it's above my tv in my um in my bin, front room whatever and my yeah. front room and just sitting there and i'm just looking at him like i really need to because i feel like just spiting donald trump just say fuck you yeah domestic terrorists i can't be so speaking of that um Let, so, let's let's go ahead and get into belarus um i have always 
Belarus is one of the countries that I, um, the countries that I usually pay attention to are, um, well, America, I pay attention to um, my homeland, Venezuela, I pay attention to Colombia. Uh, lately, my eyes have really been on Latin America, so um, Belarus totally caught me by surprise. Um, because I've been so um, busy with my work, with developing the party, um, uh, developing relationships with people in Latin America and starting to form the bond that I want to down there. Um, that um, when Belarus happened and everything um, happened, because the thing is, Belarus. Um, when I learned about it, I learned about it when I was um, 19 from Vice, and I did a documentary about how uh, Belarus was a dictatorship. So um, I don't know why, but I never really questioned that, because when I was questioning the DPRK, I was questioning uh, the old Soviet Union, China, um, Cuba, Vietnam. You know the entire list. Yeah, it's what we were taught to question. <laughs> um, I really skipped Belarus into the um, conversation about um, communism and about Belarus and everything. And so I never really questioned that it was a dictatorship. Um, and when the protests were doing, I was like, oh, freedom. And then I was like, uh, right propaganda, and then I realized that they, the flag that they are, they are waving. Um, it was the flag that was used in Nazi, in um, Nazi-occupied Belarus, where um, they would wear pins with the emblem of the white flag that would symbolize that they were Nazi sympathizers and they were aiding them. So, um, okay, yeah. When we talk about Belarus, you're talking about a Slavic country, like all Slavic countries, um, including Russia. They have been um, experiencing uh, post-socialism, which is an um, awful thing to experience there. Um, experiencing, uh, I, think, I think Eastern Europe is the only place other than Latin America to really have to um, live with um, live with tyrannical governments. Um, historically, Slavs has been Slavs have been um, seen as um, not white, and the thing that distinguishes Eastern Europe, um, Poland, and all of them from the United States is. I don't think Belarus is a CIA operation. I think it is a NATO operation. I think it is being spurred on by uh, Germany, um, Germany, the UK, ironically. They don't want domestic relationships with um, the EU, but they're more than happy to assist them with um, overthrowing, overthrowing, um, I don't want to say, overthrowing um, sovereign governments. And my problem with, and the problem we talk about Belarus is it's not a perfect country. The leader of uh, Belarus 
he isn't an angel by any stretch. He isn't a socialist. He's privatized a lot of Belarus's economy. So he's not a socialist. But the thing to me in, when we talk about Belarus is it's the same thing I talk about in Latin America. So it feels very unique to me because whenever I talk about this, at the same time, you, two things can be true. The leader can be corrupt. The leader can be um, an asshole. But that doesn't mean that he needs to be overthrown in a coup d'etat by another nation. Who's, uh, who's like, uh, helping stage the coup? Um, I am heavily believing that it is NATO. I don't believe it is the United States. Um, because the United States has been distancing itself from NATO. Um, but they did wave the United States flag, so um, the CIA is definitely involved. But to the degree which the CIA is involved and not MI6 and not the uh, uh, secret services um, of the EU and NATO, I don't know. Um, well, there I don't think it, you can go. Oh, sorry. Uh, you're good. I was like uh, thinking like some of the Hong Kong protesters were waving American flags um, and that was just of their own accord, right? Or as far as yeah. we know. Um, I've been speaking, so you can speak to... Um, oh, I don't know much about Belarus, so I'm, I'm just asking questions. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, yeah, you're good. <laughs> and a lot of our <laughs> podcasts, the first hour is going to be me just telling you what I know. Um, I see that, and I definitely can see the parallels between um, Belarus and Hong Kong. Um, but the thing is, to me, is um, I don't really, I can understand the motive from the U.S., but the U.S. has more motives against China at the moment than they do with Russia. I know yeah. Russia has historically been our arch nemesis. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a the, Call of Duty Cold War game that just got yeah, announced yeah, today. Yeah, they're pump, they're pumping out the propaganda. It's a red scare, but you the Russian relationships with the United States in this Cold War are drastically different. Um, Russia is playing second fiddle to China. Um, I feel like um, I feel like a lot of what liberals accuse Donald Trump of with with Vladimir Putin, mm -hmm. they are right, but they are right for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. I that tends to be a, a common theme between liberals is being right for the wrong reasons or being like just um, wrong. I do think that I do think that. Um, when I was a liberal, I was heavily in the Russia Gate conspiracy. Um, to what degree Russia meddled with the 2016 elections, I don't think we will ever know. Um, uh, I, did, um, I do think that there was amount of meddling, but I don't think the amount of evidence that I could see that was meddling was um, just bots. I don't see any, um, there is no evidence. There is no solid evidence other than uh, 
reality winners leaks uh and those were just what well, reality winner leaked was uh, attempts to uh hack polling stations i don't think that it was yeah more yeah but i i don't believe in the conspiracy bs that it was russia that elected trump no trump was um i wrote an article explaining um what brought upon trump russia was not Russia's factor in the election was minor, to I say think the least. That WikiLeaks definitely helped Trump out, but I think that Trump people wanted an excuse to vote for Trump, and they, they, they didn't want to believe that the American people could vote in a fascist. Yeah, and uh, the um, thing was, is, we're we're getting off topic. Um, yeah, off but the rails. Donald Trump, but when we talk about what's going on. Belarus is not for Belarus. The people who are involved in this do not care about Belarus. It is an attempt to establish a puppet government to further their advance against Russia. It's um, an antagonization of Russia. It is um, a very um, stupid move by the EU and by NATO um, because antagonizing Russia only goes um, a couple ways, and none of them are good. Uh, they uh, they have been tasting um, HICBMs, um, hyper ICBMs, which are ICBMs that are completely impossible to shoot down. Uh, they can a regular ICBM. What's an ICBM? I know this getting into nuclear war. The consequence is a nuclear war. Mm -hmm. And what we're playing with fire, you're playing with fire. Um, regular ICBMs, they take 20 minutes from launch to detonation. Yeah. Hypersonic, hypersonic ICBMs, half that in time to 10 to 5 minutes between launch and detonation. Um, you're playing with a very dangerous fire. Mm -hmm. You're playing with a nuclear armed power um, that um, has, if I do believe they have started to, Putin has started to wane down on his, uh, on his no strike first policy that says if he feels like there's an imminent nuclear attack that he would attack first. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Belarus situation and its outcomes are devastating. Yeah, um, well... It's not, it's not just a socialist issue for me. Although I would love sovereignty to be respected because that's my whole thing as a Maoist, that um, sovereignty is holy, that I think the Belarusian people should be the ones to decide the fate of their government, not heavily propaganda. I can see the parallels between Belarus and my homeland. Um, because in Venezuela, we have the same thing where we have Maduro and we have him and we have his corruptness and you have the uh, Venezuelan people who um, are wanting change, but they do not want the change that the United States wants. Um, I don't know the future of 
countries who want to change their leaders from a left leader to a farther left leader. Um, it's a very serious conversation that I could sit here and go on. I don't know the future of my homeland. I don't know the future of Belarus. I, I have uh, comrades who live in Venezuela who I talk to weekly um, and they think that there's a new government coming and uh, they don't think that Maduro can hold on to get, can hold on to power much longer. Um, I don't know if that can be said for, but my point is, I don't know how this is going to end. Um, I don't know how Belarusian communists are approaching this. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't have heard a, from Belarus do, as far as... I, I, I do want to read this that I have from Belarus from a uh, comrade who lives in Belarus. Are there any um, communist parties in Belarus uh, that we know of? Um, the main communist party in Belarus was... Because um, it borders uh, Ukraine and Russia, right? I'm, I think I'm correct. Yes, it does. It does, in fact, border um, Belarus. And it's it, not... They do. It's not but, bad enough um, that the communists... The, the, the main thing with the Russian Communist Party and the main thing with um, that at the moment is... Uh, okay, I have to concentrate. Um, <laughs> one of... I should have uh, screenshotted this. Oh, I think I did. I'm going to read my comrade from Russia instead of Belarus because it's the only thing I have screenshotted. Um, there is yet another perspective in this situation. Russian capitalists are interested in overthrowing Lovestrepto since preventing them from private, since preventing them from privatizing Belarus industries and infrastructure he interferes in the free market and its crash is inevitable and uh, he interferes with the free market and catches its invisible hand when it snakes into the pockets of his citizens too unsuspectedly but now in the time of the world crisis wealth of health Households is shrinking worldwide. People are upset, but they are told that the only reason why the wealth is shrinking is a lack of democratic institutions, free markets, and their countries. And people have believed this shit a thousand times. Of course, the uh, dad is not a communist. He could he could hardly call he could hardly be called a socialist. Sorry. Um, he English is his third second language. No, it's, um, it's, it's, it's totally it's more than I've heard from anyone in Belarus. So and nobody good. and nobody of Russian communists supports him personally, but his opponents are at our times worse. So it's not currently uh, illegal to be a communist in Belarus. They don't have to. They're not exiled or anything. Or do they have to that hide? Is a, that, that is an interesting... 
that is an interesting question. The Communist Party of Belarus, from what I said, was um, dissolved. Mm -hmm. Because I know in like Iran, like uh, they have to, they're in another country. I don't know if it's. Yeah, the the comrade who I'm about to read, he um, he left Belarus. Yeah. He left Belarus and he's now in Saint Petersburg. Um, mm-hmm. He's now in Stalingrad. Um, I'm not going to name because I just can't Leningrad, whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, let me see if I can find what I shared. Um, okay, here it is. The main thing now, of course, is the what is the widest anti-imperialist struggle. I can't see any other more relevant, urgent goal, and I'm very glad that so many people support it. Both in the United States, Russia, Italy, Ukraine, and Poland, communists have created a special solidarity group. Such campaign, primary information, and to some extent, street, can unite people who oppose the interference in the country's affair from outside. They, they may believe there are there are many believers. And, and communist liberals and people far from politics and I see such an army growing and so oh god translation is awful rally um the dad that's what they call him I'm not going to try to pronounce his name yeah, Rallies it's cool. Just... along with its its portrait in the red green flag Soviet sign Russia there is no future in Belarus the forces prepa- prepared by not going to try a complete ban. They can go to the uh, market to choose a bag of other otherwise they will sit down. The dad's new opponent will be those of the right who did not who do not support the fascist leftists running running for white, red, white should any leftist running for the white red flag should be expelled by their own comrades. Obviously, there will be some organizings with the dad, the son of the heart of the Belarusian LDPR, as well as others. They are what they are. What they are not, they will sing. Communists can probably try to correctly communicate with workers now. I don't know how real this is how hard it is, but if they can eventually collect breeders for two or three mugs with teachers, it is possible to start something. There is going to be a very good, very good shells and a diversity current situation will not go to the left. Um, So you can see how Belarusian communists are Slavic people in the region, and the Slavic regions are approaching this. Um, I do not, I agree with them 100% because I can see the same, um, I can see the same parallels between Belarus and Venezuela at the moment. Although um, Belarus has a more, 
structured political system than Venezuela. Um, but my some some of my main criticisms of Chavez is he got so focused in the revolution he forgot to um, centralize the revolution inside of the Venezuelan government. Um, I think I believe that's what he was trying to do at the end of his life, but unfortunately he was taken far too. Um, he was taken from us. Um, so I don't know Venezuela's future because um, I, I think Venezuela is a lot worse off than Belarus, but I do believe that it is possible for Belarus to pin this off. I know Hong Kong did, but that's because they had China to be able to step in. Um, I think the only way for Belarus to survive this is for them to join Russia and Russia will, and Belarus will join Russia and it will start and Putin will step in to help keep him in power. Um, so um, a new war is brewing in Belarus. Um, that's probably the most likely outcome. Yeah, and it's not, um, it's not a very big area. No, but it, what would happen is if Putin makes a move towards Belarus, I think at the same time, he will make a move towards the Ukraine and Poland at the same time. Yeah, I was going to say Poland's right there too. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> well, so you do think you think that Putin uh, would be better than what Poland currently has? Yes. He's basically a czar. Um, he's better than Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would agree with you that he's better than Nazis. It's like the Trump or Biden situation, but yeah. only I see Putin as a thousand times worse as a thousand times better than the current um, public governments. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's like, um, I wish Brain Colombia existed because it would be a way for Venezuela to survive. Because right now what Venezuela and Latin America needs is a, a superpower in the region to take care of them. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how that's gonna happen, but I do see it happening. I do see the unification of Green, Green Colombia, and um, hopefully I will get to see it, but the unification of all of Latin America. But now we can, um, we can slowly transition into that, into, um, what, it, what did I say I wanted to talk about after this? Because if you forgot, we can heavily talk about, um, the new red bashing, the new red scare. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, we can move towards that. Um, so uh, the United States has definitely been red baiting um, against uh, China now. Um, and xenophobia is back in vogue in uh, America. And I think like all over the world, almost. I know that like the country of Vietnam, like they, the government said, you know, that when the COVID spike happened again, not to be like uh, racist. And well, well, now like now we are uh, now we're getting into a very 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 complex situation 
China's has two, there are two faces of China. There is defending China for, from the United States, European and American and Americano imperialism. I'm going to refer to it as Americano because I do not want to soil all of the Americas with uh, Americano, um, with the Americanos, um, with the Americanos in Europe, I do see uh, them launching imperialism. That's what we're seeing. But then you have the third world's criticisms of China. Um, mm -hmm. I do think they are, they are um, the NPR, the NPH, or whatever it's called, the uh, Filipino communist, um, the Viet Vietnam, Laos, all of them, and Africa, all of them are uh, talking about Chinese imperialism. Yeah. China is a very complex situation. I don't speak about it because of how complex it is. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to talk about red baiting, um, I don't think the criticisms from the Filipino communists is red baiting. I think it is a, uh, it is a uh, liberation. It is a liberation struggle. Um, we need to focus on um, the United States is the the main source of the red baiting that I'm seeing, but I, yeah, yeah, I'm a little like focused in on the U.S. Unfortunately, it's yeah, really like they're like they're just now um, they're they are just now um, starting to uh, release games like uh, the Cold War. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Call of Duty Cold War. Um, even Warzone uh, is in like the last Warzone and Modern Warfare. Uh, it's Russia um, versus the U.S. Um, and um, yeah, it's 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 a thing. But also now, I, I assume there's going to be a lot of movies because for a while it was North Korea. You know that we were releasing a lot of propaganda films like um what was it olympus has fallen and white house down uh where the north koreans they even redid was it red dawn with north korea um i think we're gonna see a lot of china um and it's really unfortunate and i was really displeased with andrew yang's you know be a good chinese american show your american flag you know it was it was just like hard to read his open letter um and uh, Joe Biden's definitely red baiting uh, China, and of course Donald Trump is. But I was really disappointed in the Democratic Party for running ads, uh, you know, saying like Joe Biden said, uh, I think in an interview that we need to send people over there. Which like, what does that mean? Does that mean troops? Does it mean like boots on the ground in China, like, uh, I know. think he means increasing the military presence in um, the area, um, increasing the military bases in Japan and South Korea, yeah. which we could get into. Um, South Korea at the moment is slipping into the far right once again. So I do see them, um, there was a brief moment in the uh, past years where we could possibly see um, an end to the Korean War between South and the DP, between um, okay. South, between um, the Republic of Korea, mm -hmm. between South Korea and the DPRK. 
but unfortunately, because of their new elections and um, Sun Jung Moon, um, President Moon's um, polls are slipping, uh, I do not see a unification. Um, uh, definitely with with the red baiting. Um, I think the red baiting, we're going to see new proxy wars. Um, we're going to see... Um, right now, India is running ads against China as well. Um, India is? We can get in a whole discussion about Modi, and I would have to get one of... Tulsi Gabbard's own. favorite fascist dictator, Modi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is a Hindu nationalist. Um, I definitely need to get um, my Malaysian comrade on here, um, and we can interview her about um, everything in India. Um, the caste system and everything, I think that would be an interesting podcast. It would definitely um, be informative. Um. But India right now is running um, a lot of um, Modi's fanboys and um, the Indian Nazis are um, the Nazi, the uh, Hindu nationalists. I'm not going to say Indian Nazis because I do not want, because we still use Indian yeah. for the indigenous. We, when we refer to the indigenous people of Turtle Island, but I do think that um, the Hindu nationalists, they are helping in the red baiting, and Modi is definitely um, joining forces with Trump to enforce red baiting. We can also talk about um, Israel has been doing a lot of sneaky things um, this. I think the international situation is changing rapidly. Um, in the past few weeks, Israel has normalized relationships with four different countries that um, had anti-Israel policies. Um, the United Arab Emirates, um, Morocco is currently in negotiations with Israel. Um, I think Egypt is in negotiations with Israel. I think. Um, there are a lot of Middle Eastern countries in the moment that are beginning to normalize relations and forming military pacts with Israel. Um, Does that uh, mean that they would be allies of the United States? Yes. That's not good. Um, um, so we can, we can how is Palestine slow? right now? <laughs> Because I've been hearing like really bad things, and I don't know exactly what's. Well, well, Palestine at the moment is occupied. Palestine at the moment. When I talk about Israel, I'm talking about the government. Mm -hmm. But occupied Palestine at the moment, um, they were going to begin to annex the West Bank, but mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, at the moment, they um, began the process of um, when they formalized relationships with the um, UAE, they um, canceled their plans for the annexation for now. Um, That's surprising. I figured they would. Palestine at the moment is definitely in dire needs. 
there is a lot of um, Israel at the moment is being bombed. They have had bombings for the last couple weeks, every day, every night, just straight bombing, 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 bombing. Who's bombing Israel? Who's bombing uh, occupied Palestine, Israel? Oh, oh, okay. I got what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gaza is being bombed into oblivion at the moment. Um, so that's what I was afraid of and what I've seen on Twitter. Um, I just didn't know. Like, it's hard to suss out what yeah, is it's, real. It's true. Um, and it's true. so a lot of these governments are taking advantage, obviously, of the pandemic and uh, using it as an excuse. I, I, know, I, know, I know the governments you're referring to. Um, yeah. Hungary definitely um, early right after the pandemic was declared um he was granted emergency powers um Mm -hmm. i do think that um joe biden definitely isn't protecting us from a dictatorship um i still think that we could be placed underneath a um the country could be run by the dnc yeah uh, I, I think, um, I mean, you know, someone asked me if I thought, because I was like, Donald Trump's a proto-fascist. And they were like, well, is Joe Biden a proto-fascist? And I was like, well, you know, fascism is... I, 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 I gotta correct you. Trump is not a proto-fascist. He don't think is so? nothing more than... He's a Nazi. So you he's think a he's, Nazi. You would say he's a fascist now, not proto. No, the mask is off. Okay. Uh, I, like, I would still, like, I mean, fascism is capitalism and decay. Is that what Lenin said? Or Well, uh, originally, I, ha- I do have to correct you. Originally, the quote was by Vladimir Lenin that, um, imperi- that imperialism is capitalism and decay. Imperialism, um, okay. But imperialism is capitalism and decay. We have been in decay since after the Second World War. Yeah, I mean, do we you have agree? been in decay. We are in the end stage of capitalism. What was the end stage of capitalism in Nazi in the Weimar Republic? Usually, what it was goes their end stage. Far, it far was, right. Far, far right. It was the beginning of the rise of paramilitary groups, um, mm-hmm. eugenics laws, and all of these were being past to try to prepare to try to reform Germany and that was really the um, make Germany great again um, that was really um, even if Donald Trump is removed from office I see nothing stopping him from having rallies around the country oh yeah for I mean he's another another four years and it's that gonna... is what I'm most that is what I'm terrified of um, I'm terrified of him continuing to campaign. It's not over. It's not over with him being uh, losing the White House. He's still going to hold rallies after rallies after rallies after rallies after rallies mm-hmm. after rallies. Do you um, think he's going to break from the Republican Party, like which is now currently the party of Trump? Or do you think he'll... Because I think if he does slip in the polls uh, far enough that people are going to start jumping ship. But the thing is... People have already been jumping ship. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering how much Um, power he's going to have. 
but that's all speculation. I believe Republicans will ditch Trump after he has lost election. Uh, I think that they will probably run someone like Dan Crenshaw next time, unless it's like they're they're gonna run Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton. I remember googling him last time you told me about him. Um, um Tom Cotton is most likely the next person to be. I'd have to Republican Party. I'd have to look um, at it. I just figured Dan Crenshaw would be even, like an easy go. Even if go. Donald Trump wins re wins reelection, um, I do believe the next election. Um, they will get rid of Donald Trump. Um, presidents are selected. They're not elected. Yeah. Whatever the bourgeoisie decides is best for their profits, they will select. If they think it's Joe Biden, Joe Biden is going to win. If they think Trump is going to continue to help them, it's going to be Donald mm -hmm. Trump. Well, it's um, like a campaign not... funded by billionaires, and if they're funding both campaigns... It's, it's a battle of which a set of billionaires will be ruling the country. <laughs> yeah, which is just like... Um, <laughs> I do want to read something while we're doing this. Um, if I can find the goddamn link. <laughs> um... Let me just look, look, look. Um, because I want to read some of my writings. I think after this, we can slip in and have some fun time. Um, but I do think we could continue to talk about. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, 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 no. I, I forgot. I don't have to read my article from the link, I can just read it from where I wrote it. Um, if I can find it. Um, I do um, think it's interesting that like uh, groups like the Lincoln Project, which I think they're slightly funded by people like they were helping with Bush's campaign. And so Biden's trying to reach over to the Republicans instead of the progressives or the left or anybody in our generations. Um, so I really, I want to, um, I'm trying to find where I brought Tom Cotton into the myth. Okay. There it is. Yeah. I guess I just haven't heard much about him. Like, but I, I, I've seen Dan Crenshaw, you know, on his tours that he does on all these shows. And I guess like, I mean, he pulls off that character he does very well. So I figured, you know. Um, I want to read this. We are now entering the final phase of the plan that was put in place with Richard Nixon. Donald Trump would tap into the ultranationalism swinging America wildly to the far right. Trump would use this to its fullest advantage, starting his campaign with fascistic rhetoric. He only advanced the fascistic rhetoric as his disastrous presidency rocked by scandal after scandal became desperate need of consolation of authority. Trump is now, is now making full use of every power that was given to him by his predecessors. He is the product of decades of American brainwashing, red baiting, 
and half a century of American imperialism and exceptionalism. Trump is not just a symptom of the system. He is the product of, of a century of escalating imperialism and ultranationalism, and the final product of the establishment of a settler colonial of the settler colonial nation of America. Trump is as American as Nazi pie. Through, <laughs> though, though Trump is most likely to lose the, 20, the presidency in 2020, the one who will replace him is Joe Biden, one of the people who helped write the Patriot Act. He will be nothing more than another Barack Obama who will continue to erode our civil rights and pave the road towards the establishment of, event, the, of the eventual establishment of a Nazi state. And that who was your, lead, oh, sorry, keep going. Yeah, who will lead the state is yet to be seen, but it is not too late again. So yeah, um, I thought I would want to bring that because that really capturalizes the conversation. What were you gonna say? Oh, uh, I was just, uh, I actually don't remember. <laughs> it was uh, gone now. Yeah, that's from um, my article. That's from an article I written. That was what I was gonna say. So good job there. <laughs> I, I plan on, I, after this, I do plan on writing a follow-up article, um, really explaining um, what are what is the future if we continue down this road. Yeah, well, um, Joe Biden did give his uh, supposed, according to Facebook, which is the best of all sources, great speech tonight. Um, and apparently his mental faculties... I think the only way Joe Biden can win at this point is continuing to appeal to... continuing to try to appeal to independents who um, are disappointed by Donald Trump because in the end... Um, everybody knows that independents are the ones who usually um, call the election. They're usually the ones. Um, Georgia is a swing state, um, mm -hmm. so anything it's, is possible. It's Even possible. Though he's, it's possible that both Donald Trump and Joe Biden die. Mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi be becomes the new president. Queen Pelosi. Um, she just endorsed Joe Kennedy the third, by the way. Yeah. She um I think that where we need to go from here um is really a broad based united front. I don't think there's any way um uh Michael Brooks at the end before he was before he passed he really um, saw something that I saw uh, that um, I really, his sister really uh, put it out that um, he was so done with cancel culture. He was so done with this, the current state of the left. He um, saw that the only way to defeat is to have a actual class, um, an actual class based approach to a movement. I think the only way I think the only way we're going to um, prevent fascism is for us to be daily on the ground helping the people who need the help the most, talking to them, offering them water, 
going out and talking to the homeless, having discussions with them, um, spreading propaganda, and trying to not class reductionism because there's it's a double-edged sword. At one end, you have class reductionism. At the other end, you have a way to kill the bourgeoisie through yeah. solidarity. The only way to end this, and I'm going to end the ser- um, this before we head into the fun half, um, the only way to end what we are seeing right now is for class solidarity among everybody. Yeah, all power means, to, the, to the people. Like this, I, before, before we say that, we have to understand autistic people. We have to understand black people. We have to understand mm-hmm. indigenous people. We have to have solidarity with every group of people there are. There has mm-hmm. to be global, international, national solidarity with everyone around the country, around the world. It is the only way to stop fascism is Mm -hmm. solidarity. Fascism tries to divide. The only way to stop that is to try to unite and bring power to the people. Um, Before we end, end, I do want to... um, Hold on. Um, you can speak while I'm doing this. Okay. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, of course, uh, been reading a lot of Fred Hampton speeches and watching them. And I thought he did a fantastic job until the CIA murdered him uh, in his bed when he was sleeping. But um, that kind of, uh, like, propaganda rhetoric, you know, um, that the Black Panther Vanguard Party put out was some of the most potent I've ever seen in the United States. And um, I mean, it's definitely, I don't think it's going to be a a white person led movement. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, I just want to um, end this segment with this because. But I, and also my translator, if the translator can work, um, the United people will never be defeated. The United people will never be defeated. Stand up and sing <clears throat> that we are going to succeed. Adventures are ready. Unite flags and you will come marching alongside me. And so you will see. God damn it. Um, so you will see as... When I was doing this, it was, um, it collapsed on me. I've been having horrible times Google Chrome. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah. Um, and, you, and you will see your song, your flag will flourish. The light of a red dawn announced now the life to come. Stand up and fight. The people will triumph. It will be better. The lie to come to conquer our happiness. A thousand, a thousand fighting voices will rise, and they will say, and they will sing the song of freedom. The homeland will win, and now the town that rises in the fight, with the voice of a giant, screams, "Go for it!" 
the United People will never be defeated. The United People will never be defeated. The homeland is forged in unity. From north to south, we'll, more, we'll mobilize. From the Salter, burning in minerals to the southern for, forest, united in struggle, work, Iran, the homeland will cover. He stands already. Um, stand up and sing. The people will triumph. Um, the united people will never be defeated. Yeah, so, and growing up in the punk scene, uh, a lot of the Ed punk Pablo, bands. Uh, Ed Pablo, um, the name of the song is Ed Pablo, <clears throat> is El Pablo um, Unido. Okay, uh, what. Um... Uh, growing up in the punk scene, a lot of the bands took those lyrics uh, and, and similar lyrics and used them in, as choruses. Because, like, you know, that, I didn't know the concept of unity, or I didn't even know about Marxism until I got into punk rock. Um, and it is kind of funny that you know the Marxist Bros by No Effects is how I found out about Karl Marx. But um, uh, the you know the people like united will never be defeated all that stuff like that was those were just courses to songs that i always found out about and that was like our rallying cry against george bush but it didn't and you know we thought we were ending a lot of problems when we voted obama in and you know in hindsight it's just not the same um one thing about like intersectional um class struggle uh, i do think that to some extent it is possible to um negotiate with groups um because like uh, if you've ever been in a union or if you've ever been in a party not everyone's gonna agree you know with everything so it is important for people to learn about each other but also you're gonna have those people that don't but that doesn't mean you just cast them aside that means you uh try to teach them or bargain or you know deal with them in my opinion uh but we'll see what happens. And I hope that, you know, there are certain things like, you know, uh, Naz balls out, you know, <laughs> like, but there are certain things that we, uh, I think we can like kind of come to an understanding with and, uh, you know, common people can get together on without, you know, having to just like fall in line. Power to the people. Yeah, <laughs> power to the people. <laughs> Um, it's so um, I don't know, it should be I, interesting. I think it's time to uh switch over to the fun half, okay? All right, cool, cool. Um, so uh, now that we talked about some serious shit, and yeah, I'm going to cuss and I'm gonna have to turn this off, even though I want to listen to it more than anything in the world. Um, because after I read the lyrics, I'm going to be listening to that song for the next five um <laughs> hours um uh so get oh god where do we start <laughs> um we can start with uh i think that jordan peterson's the f most interesting of all of them because it's such a curious oh, case uh, uh hello uh hello uh madison are you here to deliver me my dad's steaks <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've definitely got your steaks here. Um, no, don't worry about the blue bits. It's it, it very rare. It can't be cool. It can't be cool on a pin. 
Well, I have to clean my room. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not putting benzos in your food to keep you in this dungeon. Um, so, is Jordan Peterson kidnapped by his uh, his daughter? That is the question. Um, he's locked in a he's locked in a dark basement with one computer, with a computer, a mattress, and a refrigerator full of meat. I don't even know if he has a computer because he's only coming up for these. Um, from what I understand, for whatever oh, walks. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's writing a book. Um, uh, I'm pretty. Sure. Is it? I'm I hope it sure, just says, um, "Please help me" over and over and over again. <laughs> I've cleaned my um, dungeon several times, and my life is still in chaos. I feel like um, when he posts something on Instagram, just say, "Hey, hey, Peterson, in your next photo, just hold up, hold up a current newspaper." Yeah, we need newspaper photos for uh, Joe Biden and Jordan Peterson for sure every day, just just to make sure. Yeah, if we if we can talk about Joe Biden, he's definitely. Um, I made a joke on Twitter when he came out, and he his polls went down immediately after he came out, and uh, said the thing about uh, Hispanic people um, having more diversity. I was like, "Who the hell let this man out of the basement?" Yeah, it's uh oh yeah, what <laughs> I'm like picturing him and Peterson in the basement, like with Biden. Um, people said he crushed it tonight. <laughs> he's like people said he crushed it tonight so i am kind of curious to see his speech uh because i want to know if it's like come on man like <laughs> that the um, classic he did, say that he did say the end to this darkness starts tonight yeah that that's kind of cryptic and interesting for biden um i don't know i, I feel like i feel like um he need if his speech is that good that's what he needs to be doing. He needs to be running ads, just full-fledged showing uh, the pictures of corpses just laying out in mass graves, saying and this is what he has done. Dad, he's like driving a Corvette down a driveway, and he's like, I, you know, my dad drives a car. I have seen a lot of if he wins, it's the Lincoln Project driving. Yeah, the, the Lincoln Project is unfortunately Republicans, but I mean, you know, it's okay. It's better than Trump. They're doing like, a better job at campaigning for him than Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders is doing a better job at campaigning for Joe than Joe Biden is. He He's the only it's one that brought come, up policies. It's going to be Kamala Harris, a group of Republicans, a dedicated group of people who are running out of pure spite for Donald Trump, who are going to be dragging joe biden's carcass over the finish line well like kamala she's interesting to me because watching her speak like she seems like she's on as many benzos as jordan peterson was like she's just got this tone where she's like just really i don't know she's just like super relaxed she doesn't say a whole lot um i i think it'll be interesting to see where she goes from here in a comedic form with her and biden just because I'm pretty cynical, so I'm gonna I mean, get entertainment I mean, out of it. I mean, we're both on we're both on benzos, and we're not sitting here um, very chilled and relaxed. I mean, I don't have the money like Jordan Peterson does to uh, fly to Russia for the best healthcare in the world. I've had to deal with it. We're, we're, we're both we're both we're both mentally ill. The yeah. benzos only help us slight. The the one time the I did benzos have to... only take the edge off. 
the one time I did have to detox like from them, I, 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 cause I had decided to stop taking them. Um, I just locked the door to my room and watched anime and ate cereal. So I was just like, watched like 500 episodes of case closed, but, um, oh, and it was terrifying. Uh, and I read like, I think like 60 or 70 issues of walking dead and like every Batman comic from people that I like, but when, that's, um, when I was going to detail, I was going to come off of Kalonifin myself this year. Um, it was uh, in January. It's like, I'm in Birmingham now. I think it's time for me to face my anxiety and learn how to live with it. A month later, uh, the coronavirus was declared a pandemic. And I was like, nope. Nope. I'm not going to be locked in the house. No, no, no. I'd be too paranoid for that. But hey, you know, we're poor and we didn't go to Russia. We didn't end up in a dungeon. Um, and uh, my room isn't really clean, but, you know, it could be worse. My, my, uh, there's a puke stain for my cats right <laughs> over there. And I'm, I'm functioning a thousand times better. Hell, I'm helping get a podcast that is a hopefully going to save both of us from financial ruin yeah i you know and I, I, as soon as i get that only fans uh kicked off we'll be good um like okay so speaking of people in dungeons um unfortunately our um i um newly i don't think britney spears is in a dungeon i think she um from what i've read she is um locked inside of her man's yeah, she's like um, and then she can't go to the store. Um, yeah, she can't drive. Um, she can't do anything without her father's permission. So yeah, she can't date anyone. Of course, she can't marry. Uh, she can't do anything without her father's permission. And um, she's trying to break out of the conservatorship. Uh, and you said the um, judge threw it out. We can talk more about conserv. When we are joking about Jordan Peterson and Joe Biden, it's because these are people who have power. They have lawyers out the wazoo. Um, when we, Britney Spears has a lawyer, and that's because she has the money. She has money from donations and all mm -hmm. of that on a third party to get her a lawyer. Um, and the ACLU is... A, yeah, that they would back but her, so. um, when we talk about it, I have a, a comrade, an autistic comrade who's under conservatorship right now, mm -hmm. and she is trying to break free from her conservatorship. Um, autistic people have such a high murder rate, it's because the caregivers who take care of us kill mm -hmm. us. Um, and that's what terrifies me about Joe, about Britney Spears. And I really hope um, that states start. Um, if I was to craft legislation, which <laughs> one day, one day, Chairman but, Chris. <laughs> well, I, maybe in maybe in a lower court in Venezuela or, um, <laughs> or Italy, because um, I I do not want leadership on this land. That's. That's not my um, intention. It should be an indigenous person having uh, leadership. Um, but I do think that hopefully we 
this brings awareness and we start um, and we start uh, talking about repealing and completely rewrite rewriting um, conservative ship and um, yeah. removing removing that clause from the um, laws um, it, it, it would have to start state by state by state to repeal that is she still she's not still in Florida is she um, I remember I thought she was from I, I'm pretty sure she lives in um, Los Angeles okay yeah that makes sense LA um, California let's see I don't know there's there might be some predatory stuff there because of Hollywood and LA and everything um, but she does have the ACLU wanting to back her which is I that I think that's unprecedented um, in my lifetime to see a case like that and she also came out in favor of wealth redistribution, which is, you know, a lot of people laugh about the Comrade Britney stuff. Um, I'm, yeah. with Britney Spears, the one thing that gives me hope is that this will bring awareness to um, um, conservative ship, um, the abuse, autistic people and disabled people um, uh, face. Before this election, um, Bernie Sanders proposed, um, Bernie Sanders co-signed a bill in the House. I would have to say, um, it was basically an enhanced ADA bill yeah. that um, provided um, additional protections. Um, let me see what is the bill. Bernie Sanders' new ADA bill For disability. Yeah, and well, she does have the attention of. Uh, I, I'm trying to. Um, of the new I'm left. Trying to uh, no, I'm trying to find the bill. Yeah, uh, I was just going to fill some time in while you're doing that. Uh, she does have attention of like several generations now. Uh, again, like, because I think that the whole wealth re redistribution post, like, brought her back to the forefront of discussion. And, I mean, of course, there's already the Free Britney um, hashtag going around. But uh, now everyone's paying attention again. And I've been a fan of her since I was, like, uh, I, I think my first um, album. It's called, the, it's called the Disabilities Integrity Act. Um, it was part of his platform before he dropped out. Yeah, and I I don't. Um, here it is. Uh, what is the name of the bill? Maybe it's oh, something yeah, that we could um, push forward. I don't know. Um, S S S one one seven. Um, it was sponsored by um, Senator. Uh, um. Schumer introduced on uh, the first of the fifteenth on J January the fifteenth of twenty nineteen. Um, latest action it was read twice and 
referred to the Committee of Health, Education, and Labor. Um, so yeah, if anything, um, the bill that needs to be pushed forward is the um, S S.117, um, the American, the Disability Integrity Act of 2019. Well, maybe, uh Brittany's uh, case can call some attention to that. And they, with the ACLU, if they actually get involved, I mean, it could be a big deal. Um, and maybe Bernie can speak up about it. Uh, it's... Oh, by the way, it's a bipartisan bill. That's interesting, actually. Um, because, like, I mean, I know Bernie's not the revolution, like, <laughs> we know that much, but he, he can probably... But harm a little reduction, bit of good um, people say... Vote for Joe Biden for harm reduction. Um, yeah. Next year, I might be actually just lobbying, going down there for like a day or two and just lobbying, lobbying for a bill like this to be proposed in the Alabama Senate. Maybe we can Alabama. kick it off on here and I could like we can teach people about it more. Yeah, we really do need to do that because I would love for that bill to be passed. I do think that additional, um, I do not think the ADA is um, enough because it's not enforced. There needs to be a bill that enforces the ADA, that enforces, um, I personally wouldn't support any bill that does not include um, and um, increased funding for um, social security, increased funding for Medicaid, increased funding for disability housing, increased funding for um, the American for um, American disability, uh, um, cutting um, cutting. Uh, funding towards Autism Speaks and funding the Autism Self-Advocacy Group, funding uh, disabled rights institutions, having public funding. Um, I don't think any bill that will help the disabled, um, I do, regulations will do wonders, but nothing is going to help the disabled other than material relief, other than providing basic needs that the disabled people need. I'm lucky. I have housing. I have income. I have the ability to have food, um, security, um, my apartment. This helps me live. And if this is taken away, I'm going to have to find a way to put myself in a position that will keep me alive. Um, like moving in with you or having a Patreon and keeping this place, or if I can't keep this, get a place um, further in Birmingham. Um, I do think that it is, I do think that if we are to further the disabled rights movement under the system, it has to be pushed underneath um, a class-based, not virtual signaling. If you want to help the disabled, the only way to do it is to get rid of conservatorship, boost funding for Social Security and Medicaid, boost um, boost um, 
the funding for public housing um, uh, boost, um, put in place multiple um, bill, multiple laws in place that get rid of um, discrimination that um, mandates that every restaurant must have accessibility. Um, and instead of allowing these businesses, small businesses to have to do it themselves, allocate funding to help them um, install uh, accessibility. Um, it's the only way the disabled will ever be able to have some standard life. Currently, a disabled person right now only gets $781 if they don't get SSSI. Um, and that's where you have allocated funding into it. And they usually get $1,200 a month. Um, but normal disabled people get um, $781 a month. Yeah, uh, well, I think those are all things that definitely need to happen and should have happened a long time ago. So hopefully we can push it through and raise awareness. Um, the, only way, the only way it's going to be pushed through is through direct action. Yeah. Um, when the ADA was passed, it was passed because disabled people physically, physically, they pushed, they got rid of their wheelchairs, they got rid of everything they used for accessibility, and they climbed up Capitol Hill into the Capitol building. Wow. Uh, in Alabama? No, in Washington, D.C. Oh, that's even better. There were, hundred, there were dozens of disabled people who literally crawled on the uh, Capitol Hill steps, who crawled up there demanding for its passage that seems it seems like direct action really is the only way to actually get anything passed or anything for the people which is unfortunate when um, we have and funding to the uh moving on to the uh the um end tip of this episode um people are um we we will talk about what what we need to do because I want to talk to you while you edit everything um, so everything can be put into pieces. Um, uh, I think it's time to talk about um, Huntsville, Birmingham, Hoover, and all of that. Um, I'll start with Birmingham and then you can update in your area and then we can move on into Hoover and Huntsville. Okay, sounds good. Um, Birming the, uh, God damn it! I have to look at the DSA. At, um, yeah, the BM DSA. No, I have to look at the DSA. Uh, the DSA, um, we have a signal app where we communicate, where um, communications, I do okay. not have it on this, uh, but I do have, um, so Mayor, Mayor Woodfin. Yes. <laughs> Mayor Woodfin. Our favorite uh, mayor. Mayor Woodfin. Um, Mayor Woodfin.
um, Woodfin, uh, uh, Woodfin uh, decided that he would um, cut salaries for teachers. He would cut basically every service um, here in Birmingham and increase that funding into the police. Which is a big giant just F you to uh, all activists, especially during this uprising. And a big F you to education and uh, social services. Like it's uh, not surprising uh, considering how reactionary Whitman's um, been throughout Birmingham, this whole thing. Birmingham's uh, public transportation system isn't public, it's been privatized. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I could see him pushing for the privatization of schools, um, of social services being privatized. So that'd be more um, like, would it be more like charter schools and um, vouchers? I, and I, do, I, I do think that is the next um, step but, for Mayor Woodfin. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's uh, should not be reelected. <laughs> I would like to liken him to Birmingham's Trump. Like, I, I'm very glad that I walked out on his speech in Lynn Park, or Kelly Ingram Park, actually. Um, uh, um, if it does pass, I do believe we will have another Lynn Park. Only this time, um, it won't be centered on a statue. It will be City Hall. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were already on the steps of the police department, so um, they need to be aware that people aren't happy right now in Birmingham. And of course, uh, it, it's it's there are a lot of reasons, um, but they're going to use uh, you know uptick in crime and stuff as a reason. Like you're cutting people, you're cutting teachers' salaries. Like, how do you justify that? Especially during a pandemic when they have, like, sh- I'm seeing, like, pictures of shower curtains, like, in front of desks, you know? Like, it's just, it's disgusting. And Woodfin banning protests for that, like, period of time. I guess, how are protests now? Like, I went to an LGBTQ plus protest that was, like, in Kelly there, are, there has been no protest in Birmingham itself. Uh, I um, went to one August 5th. But... Um, there has been, after August 5th, all protests have been at the Hoover Mall. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing those. I've been at the Galleria. Yeah, just mass arrests. Uh, it's like with cell A65, is that the name of the protest group? Um, yeah, um, they were arrested the moment they entered the building. Yeah, I saw them lay down. Yep, cell A65, okay. Um, yeah, and that person um, was charged with a felony. That's f- fucking ridiculous. Like, uh, I hope all these charges on the protesters are dropped um, because they um, need to be. Also, um, when I went to the Birmingham Free Store, um, uh, the day I went, I was going to go to the protest. Um, they tasered somebody and they used paper. Uh, pepper spray on everyone yeah i i figure so like um hoover has become one of the most i i would say uh just 
violent uh and this just the police are absolutely violent they are um ready to um slam you into the ground they are ready to uh arrest you um it's not just protest um they will um when when i went to the protest in hoover in early may i uh my uber driver um he was new african and I had a conversation with him about it. And he told me a story about Hoover and how that he was almost slammed into the ground yeah. by the Hoover police. Um, Hoover is extremely racist. Um, they have had um, at least a couple of nooses in their high school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Hoover. Uh, Hoover is like uh, I thought that Hoover and Huntsville were gonna rival each other as far as um, military, like tactic, police, you know, uh, violence against peaceful protesters. But um, that can move into um, Huntsville. I know there has been um, civilian investigations. Yeah, uh, supposedly the FBI has been interrogating people, and in but. <laughs> I don't really know if they were really the um, FBI I, I, or not. I'm not meaning the authorities. I mean, uh, talking about what happened during the uh, mass protest in Hoover with um, tear gas, rubber bullets. Um, yeah. Supposedly the people, uh, there like, was one comrades that I know, they got arrested that night, supposedly got uh, interrogated by the FBI. and But then their pictures were put up during city hall meeting with just bars over their eyes like people can't fucking find them online and they were um they were also exposed to a chemical agent that was completely unmarked yeah they said it was uh gas bombs and not tear gas yeah and the uh canister had no markings on it um yeah, it was surprised. not kind because when they use when you use uh, tear gas, they're supposed to um, go and collect them. Mm -hmm. So it, when they do their paperwork, it can be documented what agent was used um, and what. But this um, canister had no markings at all. Yeah, that's not surprising. Um, and I don't really um, know uh what they're gonna i watched the video so i can carry this for you um, yeah go for it um they've fired rubber bullets into um the shoulders they uh, rubber bullets are meant to be hit to the shoulders um thighs legs um but the rubber bullets here were um fired at the heart and the uh chest area they were fired um they were pointing at this part of the shoulders where they're not supposed to. They mm -hmm. were um, pointing at the face. Sounds um, like they were the having head. too much fun. Um, they didn't just use rubber bullets. They used another thing that was spiky and they shot them into the crowd. Yeah, they fucked um, like uh, one of my friend's legs up. Like he had to pull something out of his leg. It like ripped the back of his leg open. Yeah. Um, 
they also used larger rubber bullets and they fired it. Um, these are the ones that are the size of this. Mm-hmm. And they were fired into the crowd and they were aiming towards the chest area, towards the neck mm-hmm. areas. There is a video that we need to link in this um, that there was a testimony where she talked about how um, they were fired into the uh, chest area. Um, Hoover. Hoover uses blunt violence. They don't have to rely on tear gas and stuff like that. Yeah, and they're um, like the the end game in Hoover, besides defunding the police, is to get the body cam footage of the murder of EJ. Um, like that's that's right now is um, to the push current. the investigation and to have it reopened. And there has been murmurings that the attorney general has talked about reopening the case. Uh, and the police are currently claiming they don't have the footage, that they deleted it or lost it or, you know, whatever. And it's just, yeah, we, we um, killed a guy and just got rid of the evidence, you know? Um, yeah, we definitely need to, uh, it, since neither one of us can get arrested, um, we need to, uh, go together and at least film it and we can use it in the podcast. Yeah. At least it will be documented in that what we can do to help. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, I have some, fr- uh, like some comrades and friends in some of the groups. Uh, so I have been, you know, watching their footage, but yeah, we, we really need to get out there and do that footage for ourselves. I have a camera and uh, we could talk about this after this. So, um, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, not really. I mean, I feel like the Ben Shapiro thing's been talked about into the ground, but I do like to see he him fail. So uh, I think that's fun. Um, um, we can definitely do that on the next episode. Yeah. Because, like, we we can do that. We can do that tomorrow. But um, I think it's time for us to. Um, wrap it up go. And I it, would was, say. it was nice it was nice having this conversation i hope the people who watch this enjoy it definitely um and we are still working on trying to get the confederate monument down in albertville which is uh yeah oh i forgot about our you, you can continue i'm not gonna uh, um it yeah so we're still working on that and um it's uh, it made national news because of uh, a certain person, Clayton Bigsby. Because of the real life Clayton Bigsby, um, Dave Chappelle has not commented on his character coming to life, so uh, we'll have to figure that out. Uh, but that they- could be the- that could, um, I I I never watched that skit until after um, watching him. Yeah, he it, it's great. It's a great skit. Like um, that 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 was um, that was fun. Yeah, it was um, it was like really rough because the, that guy like they're like, oh, he's a nice guy, you know, we know. And then there's actual footage of my friend, uh, him telling her to go back to Africa if she didn't like it uh, about the Confederate flag and the 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 memorial, which is just like a it's like a slab of concrete that looked like someone like used colored pencil on it. And um, also he, he uh, 
hurled homophobic slurs at another friend of mine um, because he, you know, it, it's a guy and another guy's protesting and they're on the left. So obviously, and he what he is part of the LGBT community, but um, you know, we don't see that as a bad thing. So whatever. Um, it's uh, they that didn't really harm him. It's just uh, it's their true colors are coming out. The uh, Confederates. So surprisingly, the Confederates are pretty reactionary. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they've been telling people to go back to Africa and using homophobic slurs on our comrades. So that's we'll see what happens at the next protest. Uh, it'll be next week. Yeah, we definitely um, need to have our own footage when we talk about this. Yeah, I, I'm okay, still so, um, learning. <laughs> I think we can have that um, when we talk after this. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, well, uh, yeah. Um, like It was nice talking to you. Um, and we hope you enjoy this. And we will be back probably tomorrow because we're probably going to film these in clusters why Jay goes off to have his wildlife and I um, enter my next coma. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely uh, try to get a schedule going. Um, and uh, yeah, um, uh, we'll see you soon. All right, I'm going to